You're listening to the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast with Rebecca Larson. Hello, and welcome back to the show. You know, it's the holiday season right now, so we're all super busy, and we really don't have much time to do anything, like record a podcast. (laughs) Well, because of that, and with Christmas just coming up this weekend and other holidays happening at this time, I chose to do a flashback episode. And today we're going to flash back to the very first episode from 2022 with special guest Heather R. Darcy, who, as you now know, as a co-host of the show for Hands On History. So let's go back to 2022. Oh, wait, it's still 2022, isn't it? Let's go back to the beginning of the 2022 season and my conversation and just fun and laughter with Heather Darcy. Heather, welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> this is your new home, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> like, where did I go? I didn't know I'd been away. Welcome. I'm happy to be installed here now, though. Yes, welcome home. We're very happy and excited to have a room for you in our home now. So why don't we just start out with um, you telling everybody kind of what you're going to be doing on the show? Yeah, so my goal is to talk to people about what they do with history, so how they engage with history. So not just, hey, tell us about this person or this event, but what type of job do you do where you're coming into contact with history? So it's my goal, hopefully, to find people who restore portraits or buildings or maybe cook, things along those lines so that we can learn more about how they got into what they're doing now what they find interesting about it, what some of the possibly Tudor era things are that they've worked on and how other people can get into those things too. So I, cause I know for me, I have my regular job and I, of course, I'm a historian on the side, but I have no idea what other people do outside of that. So I just thought that this would be a good way to introduce people to another angle of the world of history and maybe help them find something that they're passionate about too. And you'll probably introduce us to some new guests that we haven't had on the show before too, right? Yeah, I think so. That's exciting to me. I I love bringing in fresh ideas. So I think you're going to make such a great addition to this. And you know how much we just love to chat anyway. So this is a lot of fun to do. Hopefully, maybe this is something else that we can do more frequently as well. Um, Some Heather and Rebecca episodes. Yes, we are great. <laughs> <laughs> be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> yeah, no, I like chatting with you too. And I feel like um, even when we're just chatting, you know, off the cuff in our private lives, we have really productive history conversations and are, I enjoy those conversations quite a bit. I do too. It's not very often that you find people in your everyday life who you can have a conversation with about something you totally geek out about that nobody else would understand. Yeah, because <laughs> at work, they do not understand my obsession with the tutors or history in general. I think I've already been deemed a nerd and I'm OK with that. <laughs> I love being a nerd. Well, it's thing. cool to be a nerd now. That's what I hear. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're cool. Well, this has yeah. really gone in the <laughs> wrong direction. That's all right. So <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Now. If I have to tell people I'm cool, I don't think I'm cool. But anyway, let me tell you a funny story. Yes. Tell me a story. Okay, so I have a wonderful husband, and I like him very, very much. And I kept trying to convince him that I was cool. And he disagreed and said, you are 
amazing and very talented, but you are not cool. And one time we were watching a movie and I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was a scene, like a Thanksgiving scene where one of the college students was talking about Model UN and Chris had no idea what Model UN was, of course, Model United Nations. So I go about explaining to him what Model UN is and how I represented my school at you know these two conferences and what countries I was and what a great job I did and that I was a staff member for a few years for this other conference. And he, then he tells me, Heather, this is why you aren't cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had to concede the point at that at then. So. Right, yeah. You know, our poor husbands, mine, mine has to go through similar things as well the other day. I, was, I, I always find a way to work tutor conversation or Thomas Seymour into conversation. Yes. And I think he's had his limit of it after so many years. <laughs> He was talking about history, and I said, you know what very interesting thing I learned about history today? And he looked at me very quizzical, like, ooh, what's she going to tell me? And then, of course, it was a Thomas Seymour tidbit, and then he was like, ah, oh, <laughs> I got duped. She fooled me into it. <laughs> I've been having these moments um, over this past year or so, working on Children of the House of Cleves, Anna and her siblings, where... I'll translate something into English. And as far as I'm aware, either it's been so long since it's been translated into English that people have forgotten that's it, that it's in English, or it really might genuinely be the very first time that that's happened, at least, I don't know, within the last hundred years or so. Mm. I don't know for sure, but possibly. It's, it, it's been a long time, most likely. And I'll read this stuff to my husband and he's like, oh, that's really nice. Good job. <laughs> You don't so, understand. It's profound and meaningful. Right. And we want this reaction from them, but inside they're like, I really don't care about this, but I'm going to act interested. Yes, they're very good at entertaining. Our, we need uh, that. Here. We definitely need it. Well, you talked about your book that you are working on, as many of you probably know. Heather's probably was first introduced to us about her Anne of Cleves book, Anna, Duchess of Cleves, the king's beloved sister. Did I get that right? You sure did. Ooh, that would have been bad if I had gotten that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then your next book is Children of the House of Cleves. Yes. Right. Okay. So let's just, let's get a quick recap about what that's going to be about. I mean, obviously the title tells us a lot, but yeah. maybe a little bit more than that. Well, it pretty much looks at Anna's family in the 16th century. So there's a little bit of back history. So you know how they came to power. There's a lot more background in the of her family in the 15th century. And that kind of lays the groundwork for some of the things that happen in the 16th century. And then her family line actually dies out in 1609 with the death of her nephew. And so it, it ends in 1609 with his death, basically. But it's... Um, the really neat thing is that her brother Wilhelm didn't die until 15, 1592. So he was born in 1516, didn't die until 1592. And he was Duke of Cleves for, what would that be? 50, almost 53 years of his life. Wow. Yeah. And if you're really into German history, so aside from the Tudor aspect and just trying to get to know Anna's family, a bit better if you're interested in Tudor history. I think that people who are interested in German history or the history of the German Reformation would also find this book interesting. And let's remind people how fluent you are in German. Mm. I have a Bachelor of Arts in German Languages and Literature. 
and I've been speaking it for over 20 years now. A lot of my sources are in German, and I tell you what, that has made this book quite the task <laughs> to write, um, just because I'm translating so much stuff, and I'm either translating it in my brain and then you know reinterpreting it, or not reinterpreting it, but formulating it, and then writing it into English or summarizing what I'm reading in German and putting it into English. A bunch of documents written in the 16th century, and German was not as unified of a language as it is now. Same thing with English, of course. And so I've had to learn a lot about different dialects because Anna's family spoke one dialect of German. And then when we look at Anna's elder sister, Zabilla, and her husband, they spoke a different dialect. Mm. And the dialect that Anna's, the men in Anna's family, shall we say, spoke changed during the 16th century. So her father spoke a very different form of German than her nephew did. Mm. And like today, is it there still the high German and low German? Anyway, we <laughs> are excited. Ringing in the new year. Heather is here. We're going we're gonna to do some fun stuff. So as we said at the beginning of the show, Heather is new to the podcast as of today. Ooh. Beginning in uh, 2022 here, she's going to be bringing us some awesome episodes with people we probably haven't heard from before. So I am most excited about that. We also have an episode, and I don't even know that I told you this yet, Heather, so this might be a surprise. We also have some A Brief History episodes that are going to be voiced by somebody else. We have Christine Morgan helping us out for a while with A Brief History. So I look forward um, to working with Christine as well, bringing her onto the team. So then it'll be you and I and Steph and Christine. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so. They're great. They're a lot of fun. Definitely. We decided we wanted to do something fun today. You know, let's let's just let our hair down. Yes. Let, let's play some trivia. Yeah. Do you want to play some trivia? I do. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So cool. I don't think that we've ever done this with one another before where we ask each other questions. I think usually I'm the one who asks the questions. And I think we're doing it. Aren't we doing You're asking me Tudor trivia? I Yes. So since you are more of a German historian, I'm going to ask you some Tudor questions. And, and I'll ask you some about Anna. <laughs> I am terrified to get yours wrong. Okay. <laughs> am I a terrible friend if I can't answer these questions? I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now. No, it's all right. I tell you what, anybody that... Anyone that's close to me in my life, I recognize that they're probably my friend or my loved one because... They like me and not necessarily because they read or retained anything in my book. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> it has been a long time since I've read the book. So yeah, I'm... no, that's fair. Well, thankfully, there's a new one coming out next year. So it should refresh everyone's recollection. I cannot wait. OK, so I have come up with five questions for you. I think you should be able to answer these. And if you are listening right now, feel free to play along and um, see how many of these you get right. And let me know, you know, send me a tweet, DM, whatever, private message. <laughs> let me know. Let me know if you enjoyed this and um, we'll kind of go from there. So, Heather, let's start with my first question. This one should be fairly easy because I recently posed this on social media. So I thought, let's just start with this one. All right. That means I'm going to blow it. <laughs> No, you're not. (laughs) Okay, the first one is, of the following people, which did not die in 1536? And this is multiple choice. I made this even easier on you. Was it Catherine of Aragon, Anne Boleyn, 
Henry Fitzroy or Mary Tudor, who was the sister of Henry VIII? Which of the, the following? Oh, wow, you were fast on that. <laughs> Mary Tudor Brandon, she died. I, well, this is why I remember it. Because I remember reading that she died in this, I think it was the summer of 1533. And I remember this feeling or thinking that, she, sorry, that's my parrot to Kyle. She's very excited to hear me. <laughs> she loves to play games. Oh my gosh, she's so excited. But um, I remember thinking that Mary Tudor hopefully died with this sense that her brother was happy and expecting an heir and all that good stuff. Because of course she died, I think right after... Well, yeah, within a couple months of Henry VIII's marriage to Anne Boleyn and her coronation and so forth. Hmm. If I remember right. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not an expert on Mary, but that sounds about right. All right. Number two. Okay. We have another. Which of the following did not happen? Questions. So which of the following did not happen in the year 1533? Oh, boy. The death of Arthur Plantagenet, Lord Lyle. The birth of future Elizabeth I, the coronation of Anne Boleyn, or Cranmer became Archbishop. The death of Arthur Plantagenet. I don't think he died until the 1540s. Yeah, that sounds, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. But all the other ones all happened in the year 1533. I thought that one maybe was kind of easy too, since Elizabeth was born, the coronation of Anne, and, and the rise of Cranmer as well. Yes. Okay, let's see if I stump you with this one. What happened on the 24th of June, 1509? Wasn't that the wedding of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon? The coronation of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. Oh, my cat decided to join us now. Gizmo is just... Rubbing, rubbing on the micro micro i was just gonna say the microwave he's rubbing on the microwave no it's a microphone good girl. new year's eve episode with pets <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right did you hear the birdie is that why you came over <laughs> maybe i see my boy bird is starting to flirt with his reflection so it might get a little ridiculous over here sweet that's, that'll be good all right okay so you're too good for this game next question yes this oh, maybe i'll trick you with this one of this of the surviving children of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York, which of them never left England? Like never ever in life? Yep. So let's start with who were the children? Well, there was... The daughters were Margaret, Mary, Elizabeth... Oh, we don't even have to go that deep. The Catherine. surviving children. How are we defining the term surviving? Okay, just the normal four. So Arthur, Margaret, Henry, and okay. Mary. Arthur never left England. Correct. Good job. Yeah. Okay, last one. On the 5th of October, 1518, two-year-old Princess Mary Tudor was betrothed to the son of King Francis I, who was also named Francis. How old was this Francis at the time of their betrothal? Was he seven years old, 16 years old, two years old, or 10 years old? I'm going to say two. I feel like it's seven, but I'm going to say two. It is two. Yay. Yay. Good job. I got four out of five. That was good. I guess the marriage of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon was their coronation. Didn't those events happen pretty closely together? I believe. I yeah, that? no, I think they did. 
I don't okay. know that if they were they weren't on the same day. They would have had two no. separate events because he had lots of money to spend. Yes, all of his dad's money. <laughs> right. yes. It was a great party the year of 1509. <laughs> okay, so I thought up some questions kind of on the fly, and I can make them into <laughs> multiple guests. But we'll Easier. start without making them multiple guests. And then if you want, oh I, I like to, I got in the habit of calling multiple choice, multiple guests at some point in college because sometimes I just did not know what was going on, Rebecca. But um, <laughs> are you ready? Uh, I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. In, and you can, you can answer using English, like anglicized words or names or German words or names. Oh, Lord. I'm not expecting any German to happen here. You know I don't have a good German accent, so. It's okay. <laughs> okay. What were the names of Anna's sisters? Um, Sibylla and Amelia. Woohoo! Is it Amelia or Amalia? I don't know, and here's why. She spelled her name. I think it's, I think... In modern German, it would be Amalia. She spelled her name a couple different ways. Uh, and the one signatures I, signature of hers that I saw, if I remember right off the top of my head, she spelled her name A-M-M-E-L-L-Y-A. So there's a lot of letters happening. <laughs> there's a lot of consonants. <laughs> yes, there's a lot going on. So I think, it, I think it would be Amalia, but I've seen it spelled both ways. Okay, okay. I'm surprised I got that one right. That was easy. Thank you. You're welcome. What is the name of the duchy over which Wilhelm fought with Charles V in the Cleves War? Um, the only one I know is Ulrichburg. Okay. We're What's the answer? Multiple guess. No, well, I just gave an answer. <laughs> that was the wrong one. Now I'm going to give you answers to choose from because you got that one wrong. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So, was the Cleves War about the Duchy of Braunschweig, A, the Duchy of Gelders, B, or the Duchy of Bayern, C? My gut says the Duchy of Gelders. Yay! Oh, thank goodness. The Cleves War is also known as the Third War of Galdarian Succession yes. or the Ulich Feud. Good job. Yay. My bird Mavius has now stopped flirting with himself in the mirror <laughs> and is playing with a bell toy. We'll see where this goes. Question number three. What was the full title of Ulich Kleifeberg, Julius <laughs> Clevesburg? After Anna's father, Johann, became in charge of all three territories, was it A, the United Duchies of Jülich Kleifeberg? <laughs> was it B, the conglomeration of duchies? Or was it C, the joint in several duchies? I love your accent so much. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just going to say A, because I'm not going to try and pronounce them. That's right. The United Duchies of, of Julius Clevesburg. United, well United Duchies of Jülich von Cleves von Berg. Yes, that sounds like something. <laughs> I told you. Um, okay, this one will be a bit easier. What was Anna's Christmas present 
or excuse me, New Year's Day present, pardon me, to Henry and Catherine Howard. Dogs. Nope. Crap, that was the Tudors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you. this scene was in the Tudors. Anna arrived on New Year's Day and she had the fancy horses with the purple velvet trappings. Oh, right. I think yeah. it was a brief little, here's some horses and then a comment about it. Yes, and then it was Catherine who I believe Henry gave her a pair of nice dogs, and then Anna, or excuse me, Catherine passed them over to Anna as a present because she didn't have her own present for Anna. Oh, that's where that came in. Okay. Yes. See, yes, that, is yeah. that is the danger of watching that program. Sometimes it even confuses my history. That's why I wrote a wonderful book about it. I love it. <laughs> okay, I have to think of a fifth question. I think that's as far as I got. So oh, okay. Wilhelm's mother and second wife shared the same name. Was the name? I know it. Do you want to just say it? Maria. That's right. Yep. Yes. Woo! You did it. You I did. did it. You missed the easy one, though. <laughs> I threw you like a straight up tutor. <laughs> <laughs> hey when that happens <laughs> it does happen i think i was expecting like really hard questions that i psyched myself out no i i mean i could do that but that that would be mean right <laughs> that would be mean <laughs> well that was fun thanks for yeah. participating yeah good well what else do we have going on in 2022 so the trivia, I think that would be something that if we continue that in 2022 would be fun. What do you think? I think so. I'd love to hear some feedback from our listeners. But yeah, I think that could be fun. And then we can just, um, depending on who our trivia guest is, we can sort how difficult to make the trivia. Right. Yeah, that's exciting to me. I love asking questions and especially trivia questions. And everybody loves to test their knowledge if there's one Absolutely. thing i've learned everybody loves to be quizzed or to show if they know the answer to something or not so i think doing more trivia would be fun one of the other things i was just thinking would be really fun to do in 2022 would be to do like a, a weekly update video where i talk about what was happening in tutor news that week whether it be um, an article that was shared a lot that people are talking about new books coming out, maybe, or new revelations in history, something along those lines. So I don't know if anybody be interested in that, but that's another kind of idea that I had for the new year as well. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't mind me saying, please give us feedback, guys, because we we're looking forward to growing and bringing you things that you want to know or hear about. So if you have any comments, please definitely let us know. Yes, please do. We uh, If there's anything you've learned from this show it's that it's ever changing it has changed so many times and february is going to be officially five years of the really? of the podcast so it has evolved a lot over the five years and i'd like to keep things new and exciting because otherwise it just gets stale and boring right i mean we gotta keep it fresh so i think we became friends was it right after the podcast uh yeah probably about a year after maybe yeah, you're, oh, yeah, that's right. About 2018? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 2018, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Crazy. And we've never looked back. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest the time, of... Though, though, man, I can't believe it's almost 2022. I know. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough. It's been rough to concentrate. I know I've had a hard time getting my 
book done for several reasons. I, I'm almost there, Rebecca. I know you're almost. I can't wait. And uh, thankfully, the publishers have been kind to me. But yeah, no, it's been a hard time. And I think if I can say this, anybody out there that feels like they've been having a hard time, you're definitely not alone. It's been a weird, a weird experience to be alive right now, I think. And just the level of uncertainty that we've all had to live collectively as a species with the with what's been happening over the past couple of years you know it's been a strange time i'm hoping i have a lot of hope for 2022 it's not going to be perfect i don't think it's going to be normal but i think that hopefully we'll be able to get to a point where we can get back to being ourselves if that makes sense a new version i think of ourselves is what it'll end up being yeah We've but all changed in a positive sense. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. If there's one thing that the pandemic did, it did bring more Tudor lovers to the show. It did. Yeah, that's definitely true. The The number of people who listened to podcasts really exploded at the at the height of the pandemic. I did not even the beginning, but at the height of the pandemic, so many more listeners came on board. So I'm very grateful for that aspect of it, that we really moved to uh, becoming a larger community of people who are interested in learning in their every level. Yeah. And I love Tudor history as an American because it's that time period right before our history starts. And with Elizabeth, it starts to bleed over into our history. And I just think it's so fascinating and we're also very fortunate to have all these wonderful portraits. What would Especially we do? Oh, those portraits, seriously. Yeah, they bring people to life. And we we have so much printed material because, of course, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, the Gutenberg Press is created in the 15th century. And then printing technologies it just takes off. So we have all these books and documents from the 16th century. And we have collections of letters and it just it's so wonderful to have those things and i don't know i uh part of my family came over here in the very very early 1600s and so it's been nice for me to kind of be able to dig back that far and think i i don't actually know what the heck they were up to or where they came from in england but it's nice to think about it if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah definitely well, Heather, this was so much fun. Uh, yeah. Before I let you go, why don't you give us um, a little tease of who your first guest is going to be? She is also bilingual in German. Mm -hmm. And she has a very neat home that she maintains. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm so excited that you are you're going to be talking to this guest because I've never had this guest on the show before, and it's one person, one of the my favorite people on social media, one of the nicest people yes. you'll ever meet, and I cannot wait for for this episode to come out. Um, will we hear about it in January? Yes. So I I am out of the country. COVID willing, because I've got to, you know, take my little test to get on the airplane for a couple of weeks in January. And then when I get back, I'm going to record at the end of January. So my hope is late January. Otherwise, definitely by February, it should be, you know, recorded and produced and everything like that. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. <laughs> I can't wait. Heather, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming home today. You bet. It's <laughs> nice to be here. You kept my seat warm. Right? The bunk beds are ready. 
<laughs> my bunk beds. But the bunk beds are ready for you and your birds. Oh my gosh, they would love that. What do you birds think of bunk beds? I have a cat. It's surprisingly quiet today. Oh, like, maybe they know I have a cat. They're a little skittish about it. Maybe. They're all kind of giving me death stares, though. Yeah, like, yeah, see. They're, they're like... plotting my death, aren't you? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, On that note... Nice to be here. Um, and I'm, and thank you for all our listeners. Again, this is this is not a very organized episode. It's just kind of a fun, hey, happy new year. Come hang out with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, I, thank you again for, for inviting me to be part of the team. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited about Christine Morgan joining. And happy new year to you. And I suppose until next year. Yes. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Tudor's Dynasty podcast. You can follow and support the Tudor's Dynasty podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at Tudor's Dynasty.